Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. One of my uh, favorite people uh, on the planet is my next guest, and he is the founder, executive chairman, and I don't think he's retired, but maybe officially the retired CEO of C-SPAN, and that's Brian Lamb. And, and Brian, it, thank you. We have not talked in a long time. I was watching uh, an interview uh, one evening that uh, a couple of folks were, were questioning you about the origin of, of C-SPAN. And I said, you know, my, I, I want my audience to understand you and how C-SPAN uh, got started. The one thing we have in common, we're both from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio. You're from um, Indiana. Um, you think that makes a difference in, in our upbringing that we're not part of this East Coast, Washington, New York, Boston group? That's Joe, how are you? I'm fine, Brian. <laughs> well, I haven't talk, talked to you for so long. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Mid, the Midwesterners have a reputation of being a little less, a little less self-centered, a little... A little more laid back, but it's like everything. People are deep down the same everywhere. It just depends on the world that you live in as to what you look like from outsiders. And and by the way, your world changed as I as I was watching the interview when you left Indiana and went what went east. I was it to join the navy or, or to school or yeah. what? Yeah, as we go go to the Navy, I grew up in Lafayette, Indiana. I went to Purdue University, which is right there. And I'd been out of the town, but not like it was when I went in the Navy. That was really, for me, it's probably the most important thing I've ever done. Why? To get away from um, the environment that you grew up in is just very educational. You know that. I mean, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the young lady that set this up between you and me today is from Dayton, Ohio. You wouldn't have known that because you didn't talk to her. But um, and uh, uh, just travel. Let's just put it this way: traveling is the greatest thing you can do to learn what the world is really like. And when you're only in your little neighborhood and all that stuff, you may understand that. But there's so much more out there, and uh, I don't travel yeah. as much as I used to, and I miss it. You know, I, we don't travel as much as we used to, and you're and you're absolutely right. I, I forget what the figure was. At one point, it used to be eighty percent of Americans didn't have a passport. Um, I think it's been reduced now because <laughs> when we were in Detroit, you had to have a passport to get across the Ambassador Bridge. But um, yeah, let me let me talk about uh, uh, C-SPAN. I, I and I was. I was saying to myself before getting you on, I was just thinking to myself, I think C-SPAN is one of the most honest broadcasting mechanisms on TV. And I say that because, and you can agree or disagree on this one, because it's unedited. It's, it's raw. Uh, agree or disagree? Well, I... I basically agree. I must say that the great thing about, and you know, I've been around, I've been around a little longer than you. I'm a little older. Um, but what we've seen happen, including XM Sirius 
Sirius XM radio, and then the ability to archive everything and the on-demand culture that we live in. Uh, we were far more important in the early days than we are now because there's so much there. Uh, and everybody can find something that they believe in or that they – I mean, you've got people that listen to you every day because they believe in you. And I grew up listening to you in this town on WOL, WWRC, when you were uh, – and, and the first time we ever met was when you did a – I think when you did a program with us. Either you did a program with me on the air or when you did our Students and Leaders series with It was with both, yeah. It were, was both, right. It was both. I remember yeah. that high school, yeah. Unlike your, your listeners now, I knew you when you were bald and heavy. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that's true, and not and not and as neither. healthy, <laughs> and, and not not as healthy. And uh, and and go go ahead. You you were, you were finishing up before you cracked on me. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I wasn't cracking on you. Okay. Yeah, you were. That was a compliment. That was a true. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you get somebody from Indiana and Ohio together. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's not get off. But you know, <laughs> I think it's been. And this sounds like I'm being negative about Seisman. I think it's been proven in the last, well, I don't know, let's say 25 years, that uh, or 30 years, people go where they are the most comfortable. A lot of people don't want to hear the other side, no matter what it is. So we try every day to not get our feelings, our politics, all that involved in any way in the decision process. It's not perfect by any means. So at least people know that that's our goal, that's our mission. And they also know that for no money, they can call up anything we've done free and look at it on their computer. For that matter, you can look at it on your yeah. television set. Through our, That's right. That's our right. Archive. Yeah. Now, let, but, let me ask you, C-SPAN, it, it started off C-SPAN, and then there's C-SPAN right. 2, C-SPAN 3, and, three. and then yeah. C-SPAN Radio. Um, yeah. it, can you explain the difference? Yes. Um, C-SPAN 1's always going to carry the house when it's in session, no matter what's going on in the world. Always on C-SPAN 2, you'll get to Senate. And on C-SPAN 3, it can be anything, any day, at any time. It's a much smaller audience because it's tucked away in the digital world. But the radio station, which is my first love, always has been, uh, they can do anything they want all day long. And that's, as you know, that's, from a broadcaster standpoint, that is the ultimate in freedom is that you can put anything on there, and that just makes it a really great service. And it's it's basically free. I don't advocate that because if we lose our cable subscriber base and our satellite subscriber base, we're out of business. So, um, you know, this is an odd place in in an uh, not I don't think it's so odd. It's odd in the world of television and, and radio, but we're just lucky, and we're all we're. I'm rambling here. We're, we're also on all the platforms, so we're lucky to be in the business. And uh, who knows what happens ten years from now? But we've uh, we've had a good ride up till now, forty three years worth. Brian Lamb is my guest. He's founder. I'm Brian Lamb is my guest, founder, chairman, uh, and, and CEO of C-SPAN. Retired now. Um, and I, you were mentioning 
uh, about uh, retirement. So, what do you, are you retired, or, or do you still do you still show up, or do you, do they are, are you consulting? What's happening now with you? Well, one of the reasons that I said yes to this show, I haven't been doing this, is because once I've done your show, you have to do my podcast. So we'll talk about your book at Thank some you. point. You you work harder every day than I do. I come to the office every day. I dress up in a in a shirt and tie, and uh, I'm 80, uh, and they let me hang here. Uh, which I thoroughly enjoy because I love the people around here. And um, so I am not retired. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know when I'm going to retire. I just don't, I don't particularly even want to retire. This is this is my life, and I love it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I just had a, a meeting with uh, the powers to be, and you know, thank God they said you're here for life if you want to be. Oh, thank you. I don't know what I mean. I'd be, you know, I'd be doing what I'm I'm doing now every day. Uh, and, and anyway, let me, let me, how is C-SPAN funded? And let's start initially. Well, how that, was that, it funded initially? And, and, and where, where, how is it funding now? Because that confuses a lot of people, too. They just don't know. Well, it's, it is confusing, and it's simple to explain. If you subscribe to cable, which is going down, that's the that's the bad part of this. Or satellite, it's going down because the young people don't are not interested in with all the new stuff. People don't want to pay the big bill. We get six and a quarter penny per customer that subscribes every month. So it's a little bit more than seventy five cents a year. Uh, and that per customer, and this is what you need to know, our height, and this is everybody in the cable business, every programmer, there were 94 million paying customers. Today there are 64 million paying customers, and that's just about six, seven years uh, later, uh, and that's how fast it's going down. So it's uh, even though we have, we've downsized here substantially, um, it's a changing world again, and you've lived through all this. You know how often. I mean, just think before XM Satellite. I mean, it's uh, XM Sirius. I would, by the way, I'm a proud. I was the second subscriber to XM in DC. I've, really? I love that because I. Wow. Yeah. My friend, wow. my, my acquaintance, Hugh Panero, who built XM in Washington. Right. Right. Uh, came out of the cable business, so I said, I want to be there. I want to be first. He said, No, I'm going to be first. <laughs> So, yeah, well, I've, I've always been. Well, what did you see? What did you see in, in that? Because let me tell you, I was over at, as you know, at WOL and, and, and to what they call terrestrial radio. And the folks in terrestrial radio, for the most part, they didn't think satellite radio was going to go anywhere. But at the same time, same thing happened with television. Who's going to pay for cable? Who's going to pay for TV? So what made you step out? What made you, in, in, you know... Uh, Take this, go for uh, XM satellite radio. Joe, it's the same reason that you're in it right now. Anybody that ever has been in radio absolutely loves the freedom of the industry, freedom of the medium. And when I heard that XM and and, uh, eventually Sirius, when they both came, they were separate companies at the time, I was so excited because it meant that I had all this choice. It's just a matter of choice. 
as you know more than anybody, there was no black radio station heard nationwide until XM came along. And that gave not only you but others, especially on the urban uh, channel, uh, mm-hmm. an opportunity to be heard mm-hmm. all across the country. You and I have talked yeah. about that before. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what the, yeah, I said. I'm stepping out on faith on this one. Yeah, yes. It's the same thing I had here that when we started, everybody could be heard that was a member of Congress, and they weren't being heard at the time. They were. It was selective. It still is very selective on everybody's channel. And that was the idea here, that even if you weren't a big name or you didn't have a committee chairmanship uh, or you weren't a leader in, in the House or the Senate, as you participated in the process, you could be seen. And that's come true, and that's always been uh, a favorite thing of mine, looking back on, on uh, the one, one of the most important things that we did. The, the, did you run into, or what type of opposition, if any, did you run into when you proposed putting a camera in the, uh, in the chambers on, and, uh, of, uh, and, and the committee uh, rooms. And then let me piggyback. Have you considered the United States Supreme Court? Well, it's like everything, Joe, in the House, even though um, well, I had to do two things. I say I uh, – this place wouldn't be here without a tremendous number of people in the cable business and 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 others. But I had to worry about would cable ever carry something called the House of Representatives? And then you had to look at the House, which loves to control everything about its own operation. Would they ever allow cameras in? And in the end, this is not an unusual tale. It was Tip O'Neill who said, I endorse this, and the game was over. The minute he said, I endorse this, it was voted in, and we were off and running. And as far as the court is concerned, Chief Justice Rehnquist was not for television. He played with us in the early days about letting us come to the court, do some live shows over there, not in the room itself, but in the press room. He cut that off eventually. And then Chief Justice Roberts came in, and we got the impression that he might be more friendly to television. But he looked at what is going on in the television world in the house and the senate and said not a chance i don't want hmm. television in here and so he's been the strongest influence in that court and every time a new member comes along i noticed that uh, justice to be brown jackson kind of fumbled through that one as they all do saying i have to wait and see in the court and i know exactly what's going to happen because before her Many have gotten on that court and said, I'm for television. They get on there and their colleagues tell them uh, when they're sitting around the table, you are not for it. We're not going there. And they don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, you know, it, I wonder what their what what is their opposition? Do they tell you what their opposition is? That what is it? Uh, people will play to the cameras, not just the justices, but even maybe the 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 uh, lawyers that argue before the Supreme Court? I think anything you can think of is what some of them think of, including the fact they don't want uh, notoriety, although they get more notoriety today than they ever did. I mean, I remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was in her last couple of years, she was out on the circuit 
all the time, appearing on all the programs, and she became a celebrity, and she was active in that process. Um, there, it's like everything. <clears throat> the um, they worry about people in our business taking them out of context, and when they make a slip in the court or they say something that's unusual. And it's true. You know this, Joe, that that people will abuse the system and go out and make a big, big deal out of some misstep. They do it right now with uh, Joe Biden. They did it with Donald Trump. Uh, It's become part of our business. And that's, I think, I think that's their biggest fear. They don't want the court to be made, um, you know, a a broadcaster's uh, fun time. Do you does does C-SPAN pay attention? Are, are you impacted by the ratings? Not yet. <laughs> For forty three years, the ratings have never mattered, um, and you know we know enough about the audience out there that th- this is not the most popular channel in in, in the United States. Um, and we've never had to worry about that. It's just been out there as a public service. But things are going to tighten up in the next five to ten years because we don't know how far the loss is going to go on the cable subscribers. But if it keeps going down at the rate it's going down now, it's going to be a very small base. And um, it doesn't appear it doesn't appear that it's going to stop for for any time soon. I, I hope not. I mean, I and when I started this discussion with you, Brian, I and and I, I you know, I said it, and it was very honest. I think it's the most honest uh, entity on in in the media because what you see, and the reason I said that, what you see is what you get, uh, especially when those cameras are on the floor. I mean, uh, yes, and, and you, that's what that's exactly uh, what you what you get, and I also. I uh, hope that it, it does continue. Um, th- th- yeah, final question, and I know this has probably been asked a hundred times, but there may be people out there that just don't know. What does C-SPAN stand for? What do the acronym stand for? <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, but yet it's so confusing. Cable, Satellite, Public Affairs, Network. All right, that's it, yeah. I didn't know that, to be honest. I guess yeah, I and uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'd, I'd name it that again. Uh, it, at the time, it you needed to have an acronym of some kind in our business, as you know. Uh, you've been known as the Black Eagle for so long. Everybody oh, knows yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told a couple of people I was about to go on your show, and they said, "Oh, the Black Eagle." I mean, they, you know, you've, yeah. it works. It uh, works. That's right. Marketing it works. But. Now, and 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 if it, let me here's it. I shouldn't. You know, somebody once told me the final question. It was Larry King said it always should be based on the last answer, and he was absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> if you had to do it <clears throat> all over again, is there anything you would change? It's a that's a question that I've asked myself a lot, and the only thing I would have done as a non business trained. I was never trained in business. Um, I would have started with more money in the bank. But having said that, we're the only cable television network in this country that has no debt. 
And the game oh. in America is debt, debt, debt. And so it's it's odd that we didn't have enough in the beginning to have the best equipment. Uh, we're doing great now, but we don't have any debt. We have money in the bank, and that's going to protect us from having to uh, to get out of this business as the numbers go down. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, I didn't understand money. We now have people who uh, run this place who got their hands around the money, do a very good job of it. And uh, somebody once told me years ago, and boy, are they right, uh, uh, don't think you have the answers to everything. Hire people that <clears throat> can do what you can't do and let them go. Yeah, that's the uh, Henry Ford <laughs> uh, approach. You know, I don't know anything about uh, accounting. That's why I hired the best accountants. And and uh, and, and, the, and I don't know anything. About, it's true. I don't know anything about the law. There's this, it's this story about he had buttons on his desk, so he would you know summon in the accountant or the chief financial officer. And <clears throat> I always tell my audience, uh, I think it was an in, one of the last times we did an interview. Uh, my dear friend and you knew him and interviewed him, Dick Gregory. And I think I remember this story accurately that you said you had you interviewed Dick Gregory and he was the only person you asked one question and, and he went for 30 minutes. And, and that was the end of the interview. You've got a great memory. It's actually was 32 minutes um, <laughs> <laughs> and it still is the longest answer in the history of C-SPAN. <laughs> You'd be out of business if somebody did that to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Excuse me. He did it all the time to me. <laughs> but see, well, I used one to of, listen to him on your show and also Kathy Hughes' show when she was doing a show on television. That's right, right. But, you know, I got to tell you this true story. Dick would show up in the studio, and and we and he would he would have an array of pills minerals <laughs> sauces i mean not sauces but salts all kind of and 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 then he would be mixing them while he's doing, while we're doing the while we're doing the interview but they, he was something else oh I'll yeah 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 what a spirit what a spirit knowledge yeah. knowledge is power yeah well you know thank you so much for taking the time i really do mean that because when i saw that interview i said you know my audience really needs to know more about c-span and 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 then you know please folks this you know you really when it comes to dealing with public policy this is the place to uh uh to go and and uh i i i hope it enlightens the audience and and that more eyes will get over to uh uh, to uh, C-SPAN. Joe, and, thanks. Yeah. You're, uh, we wa matter of fact, we watched, the, we watched the bill signing, the uh, Emmett Till uh, anti-lynching bill sign on C-SPAN. Yes. Yeah. And, yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So I'm glad and you've you had, had I did, I've got on your, your website, you've had some great guests that you're, you're drawing, uh, which is really uh, a credit to you knowing how to do this business. Well, I appreciate that. And we'll talk again. And I'll get a copy of uh, the book, my first book. I, gee, I don't know if I can do it again, but uh, I have newfound respect for authors and editors. I really do, because uh, it's well, not an easy you, thing. You should know, if you haven't looked, that you're number one this morning 
under the category political literature criticism. No, I have not looked. Thank you. Yeah, I'm oh, not no. sure you like the company, but you might. The number two <laughs> under that category is the Communist Manifesto. Oh. <laughs> But, in fairness, the number 15 is how to read Donald Duck. <laughs> then let me let you go. We'll, we'll, we're having too much fun. <laughs> Have a great Please day. Please send me that book, and then you're, you're obligated to do the podcast with me, and I'll call I'm, you later. I'm going to drop it off in person. <laughs> okay, then. Thank you. Uh, All right. Let's, thank let's you, take, Okay, God bless. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.